Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 219 and it is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? Yes, and joining us in the Zoom studios, uh, we have a returning guest, a friend of the show. You know him as the the host of the popular podcast, Let's Let's Chat with Chris Revel. Ladies and gentlemen and party people, give it up for Chris Revel. Oh, thank you guys for so much for having me back on. Uh, Carl, I don't know if you know this, but the, um, the last podcast that I recorded in person with a human being was with Carl. Are you serious? Just the way things happened. And then, uh, yeah. you know, the world took a little bit of a left turn. So mm. it'll always be a special memory for me. That's the last time I've ever been at the, that's the last time I was at the studio, last time I recorded in person with somebody. Just like the way things happen. Wow. That's yeah. hilarious. I, I mean, not that the world, you know, turned to shit, but like, wow, that's hilarious. That's yeah, I know. It just worked mm. out that way. And I was like, oh my, I'm sure everyone's like, I was just thinking about this. Like, when's the last time I ever recorded in person with someone? And which, what about you guys? But like for forever, I did like I did like this forever, and then I started doing the studio, mm-hmm. and then now it's like going back. Now like all the people that we all look up to, like us, us like uh, our indie podcasters are doing it the same way we are. So all of a sudden, like Ira Glass is in his own closet. It's like yeah, I know how to do this. We're like three steps ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy. You know? it's, I mean, I remember the last time that uh, Carl and I did the did show like, like in person, like at my house, that was back in March. And the last episode was uh, titled Invisible Man's. That's when I reviewed the, the Invisible Man, which came out this past February, which feels like 20 years ago at this point. <laughs> Good for you guys for keep going though. You know, like a lot of people just call the quits when everything happened, mm. which was fine for people who do that, but I, I give so much respect for the people who are like, can't stop, won't stop. Like, I don't know you, like, I think you guys get all the same uh, weird addictive quality to this podcast thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've tried to stop. I can't. It's in my blood at this point. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's the best. Oh, absolutely. It's always fun to, you know, shoot the breeze, you know, uh, you know live in the air. Um, we have a, a Gary a Gary threat in the in the building in the comments. He says Sith Lord oh, Sith Lord Vic in the building. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yes. It's a wrap. I may just screenshot that and just meme it. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Something, something dark side. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was so great. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to cha- channel uh, Ian McDermott there, uh, but yeah, you know we're we're here. Uh, we'll we'll just chat. You know, we'll just uh, you know so let's see where the discussion takes us. You know, we got a, got a few things to review on my end. Uh, Carl, I'm sure you got some things on your end too. Uh, mainly one thing. <laughs> okay, all right, and uh, and uh, but yeah, we'll we'll begin with you, Chris. Uh, what's what's been new uh, in your world? Oh boy, God! Since we talked last time, um, let's chat has taken like uh, a lot of really positive steps forward in like ways I never expected. I ended up just uh, uh, you know, like I just said, Carl was last time we did that in studio for recording, and then that kind of I started switching back to virtual, and then um, I ended up uh, building this wonderful uh, team of producers: uh, Brie Benjamin, Chris Ball, Mike Schwartz. Shout out to the most amazing podcast producing team on the planet Earth because I love them all my heart and soul, they're incredible. And we've all just, it just 
it, man, it's been steamrolling. We started doing virtual events. We got another one coming up, hosting shit, uh, kind of building this into like a thing. I guess as the kids would say, we're going for it. Just like like every, uh, like everyone, everyone's uh, security, a job or whatever, might have be less secure than it once was. And I was like, man, what can I do to make money? And I was like, hey, got this little podcast I've heard about that I've been doing. So uh, yeah, we kind of took that turn for going from hobbyist to trying to make this like a go at it. So yeah, we've been fucking busy. We did um, a Sea Alive watch party of Spider-Verse, Spider-Man the Spider-Verse, which was, nice. you know, it's the greatest. It's my, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, and then if I can do a quick plug, we got, this actually just happened recently. Um, October 2nd, I have actually not, this has not been announced yet. So you're getting, uh, you're getting the, uh, the, the skinny on uh, an announcement. So we're doing uh, Let's Chat Presents Punk Rock Doc Filmmaker Roundtable hosted by me, Chris Revel. And it's going to be myself, Sean Colon, who made A Fat Rack in Age of Audio, John Nix, who made ba- um, Beyond the Barricade, which is uh, the anti-fly documentary, Taylor Modern, who made Pick Up in the 90s, the, the Pick Up, Pick it up, Scott in the 90s, which is a documentary about Scott. For your audience, so you might know, he's got a documentary coming out pretty soon called The The Last Blockbuster. And we also got Scott Crawford of Salad Days, and he made the Cream documentary, something better changed. And we're going to be doing that on the Let's Chat YouTube. Oh, that's the other thing. We started a YouTube channel, and we've been kind of growing this outside of the the podcast as well. So we're going to be more like shit like that. And uh, fucking busy, man. Like, it... uh, just super busy just like any chance i can i'm like ah! so it's been fun so yeah that's it's it, yeah so that's been the big thing i guess the big change is uh, the the hobby is slowly trying to turn into a job mm. but we have patreon that's the big one too and a website yeah somebody's got a twitch channel by the way yes yes <laughs> we just i'm trying to get into twitch i'm such a fool for making i did the thing like so many things i, I make this mistake is I didn't understand what it was a few years ago, so I just made fun of it, didn't do it, and now I found out it's amazing. I just need to buy something so I can actually use it a little better, but we're going to be doing more Twitch, and then I just was talking, did an interview with someone who does, like, D&D online, which sounded really, I never played D&D, I was like, I'll play D&D online, like, Andrea's trying to get all about it, because I was like, wait, I can get an excuse to play video games? Mm-hmm. So it's been nuts, I just bought the uh, Star Wars extension pack for Sims 4. So that's been taken, and Tony Hawk has been taking up all my free time. Nice, yeah, yeah. I hear that, that new Tony Hawk game is actually pretty cool. I I would I don't know if you played it when you were younger. Like that was um the, of the perfect age of the people who played it. I I'd say that it's like it feels like when you go to college and then you come home from your parents' house the first time and it's somehow it's the same house but it feels different. This mm-hmm. game feels like vacation. I can't explain it. It's been 20 fucking years since I played this game. And all of a sudden, I'm finding the secret tape. And like my me- just like that muscle memory kicked in after 20 years. Blew my fucking mind. Like, I it's, even... it's amazing that that happens. Excuse me one second. I got to turn my other light on. Well, go ahead. Yeah, it's just like I, I'm, I'm having these like flashback memories. I don't know what year that came up. But I mean, there's I remember playing it. So I, I played this game, like, when I was younger, I played it obsessively. One of my mm-hmm. really good friends growing up actually passed away, like, five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up in Connecticut, so I don't have a lot of connection to anyone from that part of my life, really. And so I'm playing these games, and all of a sudden, I'm playing, like, Venice, and I'm hopping the bums, listening to the bums, listening to lag wagging, and, like, I'm getting these, like, sense memory moments of, like, flashbacks of playing in my old, my neighbor's house, and, like, from being, just all these memories that flood back to me, like, the soundtracks, or, like, 
when the, the first time that they did the hanger and then uh, the Anthrax Public Enemy song came on, mm-hmm. like I literally, I had, I'm not even kidding. I, I could have, if I tried, I could have brought myself to tears because it was such a strange feeling. I, I can't explain it. It was the closest to time travel I've ever experienced. Like for a second, you're like a kid playing in your parents' basement again. And mm-hmm. like, you ever see those memes? It's like the year is 1999. You just saw Jurassic Park and you yeah. don't know it, but this is the best life will ever be. Like, I keep getting these moments of, like, oh, my God. I was, like, 14 years old playing this game. Mm. But, yeah, oh, my God. I can't wait. Are, are you, you guys Twitch? I, you got it, right? Uh, Twitch? Yes. It looks mad fun. Yeah, yeah I got to try I gotta try to catch you when you're playing it. Because I, like, I've seen, like, pictures here and there, but I never, like, actually just... Learning. Let's, who, like, who's, got, who's playing it right now where I can just go on Twitch and watch it and... Yeah, I just haven't caught anybody watching it yet. Same I got. I'm still like learning how to use it. I gotta buy like that camera thing. I'm like feel like an old man learning about Twitch and like all this stuff in a weird way. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is what you kids have been doing. This is awesome. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it actually, it actually is. Like, I have a, I have a ball doing it. Like, I, I do a lot of like first impressions. Like, I play like the first few minutes of a video game just to get like, like when it's fresh out the box. I'll throw it on. I'll just log on to Twitch and just play it around. So you're getting my, you know, initial yeah. reaction to it, like fresh out of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. It's so it's just fun to me. And then oh, I'll get so a cool. and if I'm just feeling like I'm like, you know what? Why not? Just throw on just Twitch stream it. I'll just stream some fall guys, which you need to get. I it's no longer free, but you need to get it. And you need to have Victoria play it, and you need to Twitch stream it. It's gonna be the most hilarious thing you ever see. What is it? Fall guys, it's literally oh, okay. like it's like a running obstacle course game, but it's only one play, and you're playing against people like you know online and stuff. I gotta and it's addictive. It's fun and it's frustrating, all at once. Right, that, that right race, and you're gonna want to do it again. <laughs> It'd be so, my, so my wife is such a not video game person. That would be so fun to watch her reaction. <laughs> it would just be screaming the whole time. Oh yeah, I mean, actually, I actually recorded my girl playing it one time, so it was a lot of cursing. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, that, that would be so fun. Oh my god, man, I always, I'm, I'm always so in awe of both of you because you guys have been doing the video streams forever, and now like. I'm just catching up to it, and I'm like, man, Carl and Victor are fucking, like, years, like, years ahead of everyone on this shit. Like, you've built up that community so much because of that. I was like, damn, you guys are on it. What's popping, we'll try it out. If we like it, you know, I'm going to stick with it. And if not, you know, we'll just move on to something else. Something else. But this this demon is pretty fun. You two, too. Like, every time I pop on Facebook, you're, like, either doing this or you're, like, always on someone else's, like, wrestling podcast. Like, you guys are busy. Yeah, my UW. Yeah, shout out to our UWO brothers. We just, it's just something that we enjoy doing. I mean, like, I, I I live in North Smithfield with a house full of women. So I mean, luckily, yeah, lots. I mean, luckily, the girls that you know, my girls' daughters, they got into wrestling, but it's like they're not, they don't watch it on my level. Yeah. So then, whenever I get a chance to just go kick it with them and actually like talk wrestling around, you know, amongst people who are on like the level I'm on, you know, it's always I'm gonna hop on that opportunity. You know, same thing with gaming or everything else. Yeah, the gaming, I'm trying. One of them does, and she gets on to, 
I, I got her playing the middle child. I got her playing Nap, which is like a platform, which is like a platform game that came out in like ooh, 20, well, 2014, maybe. I don't know. But um, I think I'm like, all right, she's 11, simple platformer and stuff. And I'm like, let her twitch. I'm like, let me see her twitch it. Just to see how she likes it. And now she's like, can I play Nap? But can I play it on Twitch? I think it's actually kind of sweet. Like the younger generation, like they've been FaceTiming, doing all this stuff. And I was like, why would you want, but I was old, you know, just being grumpy. I was like, why would you want to watch someone play video games? And I'm like, oh man, it just like, you just, it, there's something so nice of not feeling alone, especially now if like it's a little bit more difficult to be around people, to, to be as social as we used to be. Hmm. And so like, I, I, I work in behavioral health. And I always like trying to like find these resources, like, like the clients I work with. And I keep telling mm-hmm. like everyone's like, Yo, you have to go on the internet and do stuff because it is there besides the cesspool of terribleness, there's a lot of wonderful, amazing, kindest human beings I've ever interacted with in my entire life. And they're all just like playing video games and fucking like Zoom, Zoom Apples to Apples. Have you heard of that? People do like these like organized games on Zoom of just playing apples to apples. Like there's a huge tabletop community. Like it really warms my heart and like it's making being home more frequently a lot more better. Nice. Yeah. 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 Cause I'm 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 that type too. I like I have to be out. It's it's Saturday. If I'm home all day on a Saturday, I'm like pissed off at myself. Yeah. Unless I plan it, but yeah. I'm like I I can't do this. Like I can't waste a Saturday morning. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Sunday's a give and take. But yeah. I I usually I like have to get out of the house. But now I'm like cool. Like yeah, I'm gonna play video games. Can I, can I ask you guys a question? But did you by, did you by chance watch the Last Dance, the Jordan doc? Oh no! No, and I'm mad I did. I know it's on Netflix. And That's I how I just watched it. Yeah, I was in a quarantine uh, a few weeks back. I knock on wood didn't have the virus, but there's a period where I thought I did, so I had to like lock myself away from everyone, and I destroyed that thing. And my wife didn't grow up with basketball, doesn't like know anything about like sports, like just not her thing. She watched it, also in love with it because it was like besides if you like love Jordan, you love the Bulls, it was just a good documentary. Like it was mm-hmm. one of the most thr- oh my god, but it, it has made me just but it puts you back in that Tony Hawkhead space of just like '90s hip hop and '90s like '90s culture. Like oh my god, it made me oh it's so fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the '90s, so I'm a '90s kid. I need to make that but like. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a child, child of the '90s. That's what I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but um, but I mean, that's what I am. That was the time period I grew up in. Like this, this time of calling is called Spider-Man shirt. It's my time. It's a time period that I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, same, same. Like it's like, uh, yeah. And I can see your Mario Three poster too. It's like, yep, yep, yep. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I want to get a Switch just to get all those new Nintendo games to re- they're re-releasing. The, the new Mario games, but um, can't. But I want to. <laughs> nice. Your daughter can't play any other video games unless she beats Bowser. Oh my god, that's such a good rule. I've been trying to um, play in front of her. Like, I was playing Tony Hawk in front of her, and I had maybe, like, a minute where she was interested, and then it just off to do something else. I was like, yeah, yeah, you like this? You want a skateboard? Okay! <laughs> Runs away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you something, Chris. Have you started? Have you heard of this show called Lovecraft Country? 
I've heard of it. I've listened to like interviews. It sounds so scary. I can't do it. I'm a, I'm a baby. I don't do horror. But I, I know that, um, oh my God, I know it's not Jordan. I know Jordan Peele is the executive producer. I forgot the woman who's the showrunner. Oh, name. Misha Green. Yes. I listened to an interview with her. She sounds amazing. And, and like, and Lovecraft's here from Providence too. Like he's, a, I've been to it. His, his tombstone is a pokey stop. Wow. Is a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, if you go to Swan Point Cemetery in Providence, his tomb, his, uh, his grave is a, um, it's a gym, I believe. That's how I found his greatest tombstone because I was playing <laughs> Pokemon Go. Yeah. It's not all historical, but I was like, no, they're trying to catch some Pokemon guys. Yeah, I asked that because I, I've been watching, I've been following the show since the, um, since the jump. I didn't watch, la- I didn't watch Sunday's episode, so no spoilers. But Vic finally got into it like he texted me i think when he was like finally done binge watching like the first uh i think we're on first five episodes you like it what'd you think Vic? i really like the show it's uh it's a terrific uh uh gothic horror uh show um it's um it's got a excellent cast which i which I really admire. Um, it's got a. Uh, it stars Jonathan Majors. Uh, he was in um, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, which came out last year. Um, he was also in The Five Bloods, uh, which is Spike Lee's latest film. Um, it also stars Journey Smollett um, a- a- as a co-lead, uh, Courtney B. Vance, and uh, Michael K. Williams. Omar Coleman. Yep, yep. He's in there. He's in there. The Wire, yeah. So like, it's it's a, it's a, it's an amazing show. Um, and and the show Lovecraft Country, it's based on a novel, um, by, uh, Matt Ruff, which came out in 2016, which itself was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's work, and it's about um like uh, uh Jonathan Majors. He he, put, he plays a character named Atticus Freeman, and he uh, returns to uh, uh Chicago. And it takes place in the 1950s, and he's looking for his missing father, and so he reconnects with his uncle and his and his friend um. His friend Letty or Letitia, played by Journey Smollett, and they go off to look for him. But you know they have to travel through the uh, 1950s Jim Crow era Deep South, and so like the first episode, the first episode is called Sundown, and they have to navigate a sun one of those sundown <laughs> towns. A sundown town, you know, is like basically like if you get caught, you know, when the sun goes down by by Whitey by the cops, you will get killed if you're black. So. Uh, so, but, so, uh, unfortunately they do get caught by the cops, but what happens when they get caught? <laughs> oh gosh. It made me smile that the violence that that happened upon those cops. Ooh. And those, and those multi-eyed monsters. Oh God. Which looked like a cross between a mutated bullfrog and, Ooh. and, a, and a, and a hippopotamus or something like that. Ah. Uh. I, it, it, it just it just tickled every one of my sensibilities. I loved it. I thought it was so delicious to see all of that to see all of that uh, all of that violence on display um, and, and horribleness that that befell those uh, those those cops. It was great. Um, and then and then there's also there's also more um, that that unfolds. Um, there's there's an episode uh, which w- there's an episode um, which is called um, uh, the fifth episode. It's called Strange Case. Which is the fifth episode, which deals with metamorphosis, and I won't say anything more. But how they go about metamorphosis in, in that as as a theme was really was really well done. Um, and also there, oh, and also there's a haunted house, which, whew, man, my goodness. 
So I won't I won't say anything more, but it is worth watching. I'm enjoying it so far. I can't wait to see where it goes. Yes. I just gotta say the ending of that episode, the metamorphosis one. Mm-hmm. Yo, I was like, what? Okay, okay, okay. First of all, first of all, okay. There, there's a, there's a character there's a character in in the show named William, and he looks like an Aryan Nation wet dream. Like he looks like young Mike Pence. Like when I first saw this character, it, 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 it this his his face made me mad because it's like this motherfucker looks like a young skinny Mike Pence, and he looks like. He looks like a, a, a Nazi experiment in J. Crew. Like it's just, it just like it, it got under my skin, and it's, it's just like his, 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 his creepy like, like thousand yard stare, his quaffed hair, and it's like, it's, it's like no, no, everything it's about you. Because Mike Pence is probably a Nazi. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, and and plus or he, he he's definitely Nazi adjacent. Yes, yes, I'd say he's Nazi adjacent, and he does, and he can't be in the same room with another woman according to his religion, and he refers to his wife as mother, his which mother. yeah, and he definitely hates black people, which he's uh, demonstrated through policies, and he's a bad person, so fuck him. Yeah, and uh, but he was never that handsome. White mother. Yes. Yeah, he's got Wait, some that's weird an actual fact. No, that's not even like a, that's not even us being joking. That's like him think, being proud. That's their 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 cutesy name, and yeah. um. He like what is yeah, and he says to avoid sexual harassment claims, he just refuses to be alone with a woman. You know, mm. healthy, healthy stuff. You could just not rape someone, but nope. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's a bad person. But yeah, but that's interesting to see that. I wonder how much of the show is doing like is really kind of uh, peeling in on like the modern stuff like that. But oh my god, just I mean, I hate. I'm not hate. I'm so scared of everything that you're saying about the show. But just from Michael Keller Williams, because mm. like. Man, I'll do anything that guy. I, I watched Snow on the Bluff just because he produced it. Like, I'll do anything. But I'll, I'll follow that guy to the ends of the earth. He's my favorite. I think he's my favorite actor. Oh, oh yeah. One of the, yeah. One of the places that they travel to is literally the next town over from where I'm at. Like, it's literally walking. It's literally within walking distance. In Rhode Island? Um, they actually they go to Uxbridge and Millville. What? Millville is literally yeah. like a five-minute walk from where I live. I, this show takes place up here. Well, part there was a part. part of it. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck. Like I saw, yeah. they were they were like they were showing where they were going in the map, and I'm just like, that's up the street. Like <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Right there. Yeah. It's right there. Mm-hmm. One of my, my favorite uh, podcasters, uh, Mark Bernardin, who does Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith, was talking about it, and he's got this way. Like once he talks about anything, I'm like, I will watch it because he's just he's one of my favorite. He's like the goat to me. Like I, dream guest. If anyone can get him, help us out. Oh my god, I fucking love that man. But he was talking about it, and just he talks about stuff like way you get just so poetic. But mm-hmm. I get scared even just hearing you talk about the show. I don't know how you guys sit down and watch and relax and watch that. Like ah, oh, some good old racism. You just saying that actually like when you get into it, you do one of these like cold stares because it's like that's how you know you like really like well at least me, like I really just get so into it. I'm just like it's like I'm trying to study it. I'm just I'm sorry, it's all I can see is Julia White right now. <laughs> you guys should do a whole like thing where you just have um like Julia White reacts and just have Carl just dress up a little bit more like him. <laughs> He's like the 
the, uh, the and for anyone who doesn't know us, uh, when Carl was on my show uh, when you were a guest last time, we talked about that. And you had a picture of you and him, and thank God he's like a good-looking celebrity because I hate when people are like, "Hey, you know who you look like?" And you're like, "Oh God, no." Like, <laughs> like, goes so many ways. I used to get Jonah Hill a lot when he was fat. I was like, "Thanks, everyone." Like, I, I'm like, "Urkel?" Mm-hmm. Like, Stefan Urkel? Yeah, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. That's what they say when they want to be nice. They're like, oh, yeah. you look like a butt when he turns into Stefan. I'm like, you meant to say that. <laughs> God, that show goes off the rails. Yeah. Because that... it came to Hulu. I've been, like, watching a lot of the older stuff on Hulu. And, like, Family Matters starts off. Like, and then, like, I don't know, the other day, it was like a week, a week ago, I was getting ready to go to work. I just, like, put it on in the background and, like, left. And I came back into the room, and they had, like, honey, I shrunk himself. Honey, I shrunk the kids up. Carl and Steve had somehow like got into a shrinking machine. I'm like, what mm. the fuck happened on this show? Yeah, yeah, like the, the writers. I don't know, man. Oh my god, I was like laughing. I was like, but the weird, but like like we we're talking about being '90s kids. It's always that weird thing when you're watching something like that that you haven't seen in years, mm-hmm. but somehow you remember it perfectly. I had not thought about it. I couldn't recall that memory. The second I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this plot line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and then uh, and then Laura's gonna come in, and like it was. Just Weird, yeah, like like uh, Family Matters, like for me, that's one of the reasons why for me this show is just just too ridiculous because like the show turned into science fiction. Like basically, Steve Urkel was 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 like a young black Tony Stark. That's what he yeah. was. I wouldn't even give him Tony Stark. I I give him Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. yeah that show somehow more unbelievable than Love Cup Country because it's like. A young black Steve Urkel had that technology in his basement. You know that they would have already shut that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> he would be accidentally uh, murdered by the police. Unattended, uh, accidentally murdered. Yeah, and, and plus, like, Carl. Carl was a cop. I mean, he was part yeah. of Chicago PD. And, like, if he wanted to dump Steve Urkel's body in a vacant lot and no one would find it, he could do that. Yeah, no one cared. Yeah. Nobody only. The only time somebody can make sexual advances on your daughter and then caused thousands of dollars in property damage everything is okay the next episode you, you know what's so interesting of like the the type of like the shows that are kind of kind of like doing the reboot like you know how like fresh prince is having um the reboot again like it's when i got the h when the hbo max came out which is kind of garbage but like i had it i have hbo so like i played i was watching fresh prince again yo fuck that show holds up yeah like of that era it it's, it's it's incredible like you there's all these memes are coming up. They're like, this isn't a new issue. Fresh Prince talked about it in the nineties or whatever. Like they, man, I was having like flashbacks of like when, um, God, remember when Carlton tried to be hard and like get a gun and yeah. then went, Oh my God, there's so many. And then I didn't even realize this until like recently that uncle Phil was the voice of shredder mm-hmm. on Ninja Turtles. And I was like, what? He's done a lot of voices. Like he did. <sighs> In the Hulk Hogan cartoon, he did the voice of the Junkyard Dog. He was the voice of um, Iron Man. And, uh, not he Iron was? Man. He was the voice of War Machine in the Iron Man commer- cartoon in the 90s. What? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, like, he, oh God. That show he is like... Some, a lot more range than we actually thought. Have you guys been watching, like, because they added all those, like... I, I, so I was a huge UPN fan before it turned to CW. And then they like really built their audience on like just like uh, Moesha and like all that stuff. And then it like disappeared. You couldn't find it forever. So like just started, like the other day, I was going down a Moesha and hanging from Mr. Cooper rewatch by myself <laughs> and like listening to Brandy. Like I was listening to the boy is mine in my in my car by myself. I was like, 
getting I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I'm alone right now because this is weird. And I have not heard the song in a while. <laughs> like driving through like Providence, but like the boy is like Monica's point. Uh-huh. And like yeah. it's so weird to tell people the reference point. I was like, well, Brandy was a singer whose brother who had sex with Kim Kardashian, and then she became famous, and they kind of whoop. <laughs> it's so weird how that shit goes full circle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does. God, sister, sister. It's Smart Guy. That was like the one I used to watch. Mm-hmm. I was watching an old Smart Guy. I am really incriminating myself here, but I was watching an old Smart Guy, and uh, Destiny's Child was on it. It was so weird. I remember that. You did too. We're from Texas. It's just like so weird. Or it's like when I watched like um, when my daughter was younger, I would watch a lot of like Sesame Street with her, and like they'd show the older ones, and just like super famous people were on Sesame Street before they're like before they're like Queen Bee. It's just so weird. Mm. I love watching old stuff to see people before they're famous. Like I think it's so fun. Yeah, yeah, because because it's, it's so funny because you see like how far they've come uh, over the years, and yeah, and, and and at the time it's like it's funny because like, when you're watching it at the time when they first appear on those shows, it's like you think you don't think anything of them. You just think no. oh it's a, it's a guest, but then it's like you see them years later. And then it, it might it might ring in your head like oh this person looks familiar where did I see them before and then you like think back a little it's like wait a minute they were on this show like holy yes. yeah I love doing that or like when you watch like an, an older sitcom or something and like you knew like the guest star was big of the day but isn't anymore so I'm like who is that person mm-hmm. like that always cracks me up when like the the more famous person at that oh you're watching it and you're like wait you yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my girl and her daughter's been watching Sister Sister a lot lately, and I caught Gabrielle Union in one of the episodes. She's yes. playing like friends. And I'm just like, mm. you know, oh. oh yeah, and like Tessa Thompson's one of those actresses who like pops up in like old stuff. Like she's like in uh, Veronica Mars. Yep, she's like, in season two. Yeah. Yeah, she's like one of those actors. You're like, oh, and wh- what was the mother's name on uh, Sister Sister? The actor uh, Jack. Jack yeah. She does that episode of Kirk. When I was growing up, I had such a crush on her when I was younger. <laughs> I still stand by it because I watched her recently. I was like, because I think she was in something I saw recently. Like, she's fucking funny. She was. She was. She made that show because it was like the dorky dad, and then she was fucking funny. Mm. Yeah, they had they had uh, good they had good chemistry. Jack K. Harry and Tim Reed. Yeah, as the parents. Uh, yeah, I don't think I. Yeah, because all these were shows when I would watch them. It was before I would even think that, like, to look up. Well, maybe IMDb didn't exist, but like, and there was when you're young, when at a certain age, you just watch stuff and you don't think twice about actors. And even at a younger age, you don't even realize that this is a job or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. I, I I never would watch Sister Sister to be like, oh, what's that person? And now it's like weird. Like, oh yeah, these people have names. Or like, remember, like Mr. Cooper was like the biggest. What was his name? Was his name Mark Cooper? Oh, Mark. Mark Curry. Yeah, he was like the biggest name in the world at the time. Uh, and that, when that show, or he was huge, and then he's like, I don't know, I, mean, I don't really follow him. Or like Sinbad will pop up in everything. If you notice, like Sinbad is like a guest star in everything '90s. <laughs> True. Sinbad's a man. He's funny. I listened yeah. to him on um, you made it weird, Pete Holmes's podcast, and he is a fucking fascinating human being. Like, yeah, I've seen him. Have you? I see. I seen him do stand up a couple of years ago. It was an amazing I, show. Like I, I bet. wish. I wish like they put it on DVD. I would have like pay. I would have paid more. I actually won those tickets off the radio, but I would have paid money to buy the DVD just so I could be living that again. It was. Yeah, there's just like certain things. I, I, oh yeah, he's he's fucking funny, and he's like deeply spiritual, which I did not know. 
Like, he yes. was, yeah, he, 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 I don't know, he's this, I, he, he's one of those people, when he talks, I'm just, like, listening, I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> he's not, he's not in Kazam, is he? No. no, that was Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, no, yeah, I know he's, I'm, he's, I know that whole thing with Shaq and, uh, what do, oh, he, there's always that thing about Kazam, always, everyone always misremembers that it was not Shaquille. Yeah, because yeah, because I think that there was a, I think there was a movie that like like Sim like Simbad like like just up as a genie like one of those like yeah. a scene in a movie. Yeah, because yeah. everyone always confused um, Shaquille O'Neal and Simbad. Yeah. But fun fact that little, the little boy in Shazam is I don't know how if you're anyone else out there is a Veronica Mars fan, but um that's Weibo from Veronica Mars when he's a little kid. He's Re- a kid actor. Really. It blew my mind because I, I I love Veronica Mars, but like yeah. uh, I was like oh my god. Wow. I was trying to get him on the podcast at my show one time. It, it didn't end up happening, but I was mm. going through my Veronica Mars rewatch and being like, oh my God, we got to get him on. I got to talk about Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> Which he probably doesn't want to do. That's probably a bad pitch. Hey, remember when you did that movie when you were seven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick with the Veronica Mars, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's lot, lot, lots of, lots of good shows that still hold up, you know? Oh, yeah. I know. You know, I know for me, like, like I said, like, uh, with Lovecraft Country, that's on HBO. I recommend watching that. Um, you know, still scared. I might, I might. You guys convinced me. I'm still yeah. terrified, but I, I might. I'm, I'm just such a baby. Why do it, Victoria? She'll get into it with you. Yeah, watch it's it in the daytime. Man. Yeah, yeah, watch yeah, it. She, should, maybe we should do. I should do like have a kid for like uh, the kids do. I'll have a have a camera on me so you can all watch me screaming and terrified. The whole time. reaction. <laughs> yeah, I'll do a codex prime reaction of just like me crying and you laughing at me. I'll watch the shit out of that. Uh, oh man, and I'm just this looking. This will be our Ralph breaks the internet. We're like, let's do it together. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm looking at the comments right now. You got uh, Tyrone Johnson, the second in here. It says that I'm going through my wire phase. Oh, indeed. Tyrone, <laughs> is this your first time or re- a rewatch? Um, I'm I'm actually I've been rewatching it. I'm in the middle of the second season because um, uh, I have I have the series on Blu-ray, and I've um it's been a it's been a several years since I've watched the whole show like the all the episodes. Season two being their weakest, but still mm. very good for yeah. the integral part of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think three and four. I mean three and four. I mean I think Snoop gives me the literal chills. She is the yeah. most terrifying villain to ever exist. Like just straight social. Her and Chris are just straight sociopaths. But yeah. I mean that. What a perfect show to watch right now. About I mean if you can get like super like political like uh, like the policy aspect. Besides just being great characters and stuff, but like mm-hmm. that show is such a like a, a case study of a city in decay because of our institute lack our institutions failing and then showing us how it's all. Um, I actually read the book. Did you read? I, um, I forgot who wrote it, but it's called "All the Pieces Matter: The Oral History of the Wire." Because uh, oh, I'm that kind of person. Oh, and, I haven't read yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Anyone out there, if you've never watched The Wire, you got to give it like eight episodes. I know, I know, but it's worth it. And just, oh my God, sorry, this I have too many thoughts, but I have to tell you this one because it always makes me laugh. Yeah, I watched all The Wire. Fucking loved it. You know, obviously you could tell I'm super obsessed. And mm-hmm. then. Uh, and it, this is like, you know, years after it ended. And then I was watching like um, something at Pele Fest with Idris Elba, mm-hmm. not knowing that half that cast is English. And mm-hmm. um, they bring the mic to Idris and he's like, oh, you know, when Michael was going to kill me, they gave me a wee bit of a spook. And I jumped out of my chair. I didn't know he was British because his, his Balmore <laughs> accent is so. And yeah. like, I think um, McNulty, too, is British. Yep. Like a few of them. And it just like, you, I, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like mm-hmm. Idris Elba? I had no idea. Which is not me, but like 
Damn. Yeah. God, I'm so jealous. That I might rewatch that. That's you know I think The Wire might be more of a horror story than Lovecraft Country because <laughs> once you get to the schools, you're like, oh. Oh yeah, the, this the is real. Yeah, the fourth season when they're in the public schools. That's actually my favorite season because it, it really hit me. Yeah. Oh, Dookie. Yeah. Oh, what I, a story. I mean, it's just it's so true. Like, I like I I feel so like and, and it makes me so grateful. I mean, like for myself because like I'm you know, I'm reasonably intelligent, but like if I didn't grow up with my family or the the, the the access to education that I came from, like I I would I would have been Dookie. Like mm. Dookie would have been a computer programmer if he grew up in like a middle class town. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He was, like, gifted. And I was like, I'm not even that gifted. I'm like, if I grew up in a different area, I would have fallen through the cracks. I might have been that kid getting their fucking face sliced open in the middle of the school. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and fucking Pez Baluki kills a goddamn cop. Oh, Kima. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Kima Griggs. Yeah. yeah. She filmed um the first season of some TV show in Providence when I first moved here. Oh, God, it was... It was like a legal procedure that took place in Philly. I don't remember what it's called, but she mm-hmm. had like I had ju- I saw her once. I met her once for like a second. Mm-hmm. But my boss at the Starbucks I worked at in the Biltmore Hotel like mm-hmm. befriended the actress who played Kima, and like they would they come in like when they because they're all staying here and they all hang out. Oh, I can't remember the name of the show, and I was like, oh my god, I had to keep my shit together, and I was like staring at her, I'm like, Kima. Oh, Oh my god! Remember, remember when you got shot because you couldn't get the gun because it rolled back? Like I just like turned into that person, so I had to <laughs> shut down. Yeah, that was a Sonia Sone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think she's Samoan. Is that correct? Uh, I know she's uh, she's a uh, black and she's black and Asian. I think she's black okay. and Korean. Yeah. Well, now I take it all back. I have yeah. an asshole. <laughs> she's uh, a <laughs> the, the very quick interaction of just staring at her from afar and like just doing a hello, not trying to make an ass out of myself. She was very kind. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like like the like the wire, like it had an it had an exceptional cast, and like for me oh that that's that's my that's my number one favorite show of all time. Like, yeah, same. Yeah, that and I Bra- thought Breaking Bad was. Ooh. No, oh Breaking Bad's number two. No, Breaking I know, Bad. Better Bad's Call Saul. Saul might be. If Better Call Saul the way Better Call Saul has been going, mm-hmm. I think it might top Breaking Bad for me. Really? Yeah, and I love mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. I just am loving Saul. I'm just loving what they've been doing with Saul. I don't even know if you can really compare the two, even though they, they're so interconnected. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what they're going to do the last season, there's a good chance they might kind of MCU it a little bit more. But are you are you caught up? Like, this stuff, that stuff um, they're doing with Lalo and um, and Kim and is some of the best acting I've seen in my entire mm-hmm. life. Well, uh, incidentally, I, I actually, I've only watched the first episode of Better Call Saul. Um, I've, I've seen all of Breaking Bad, of course, but I haven't yeah. actually watched Better Call Saul. But I've heard good yeah, things about the, it. The season they're in now, I think four just ended. I think I want to say four. Uh, Gus comes in. Like Mike is in it a lot, mm-hmm. and then now uh, we're up to the point where we have Gus is in it as a character, like frequently in it. A lot to do with the Salamancas, mm-hmm. and then um, Mike, not Mike. Oh my God, the brother, um, the brother-in-law, and his partner just popped up in the end of season four. So there's a lot of like we're not sure if they're going to catch us up. Is it going to lead us? I, there's just so much of what they could do, but it it is really. It is incredible. It is, yeah. it's much more character and dialogue heavy, but it is fucking. Oh my god, it is so good. It's yeah. it's it's so dense. Probably like Love Cup Country, where I have to go online and watch a YouTube recap after it airs to understand everything that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. I know. I know. Um. I know with uh with Lovecraft Country, like there's a lot of references, like 
like to the book and other Lovecraft stories and and uh, like and like real real life like uh, real life events that you know like it enriches the experience once you know what is re- what the show is referencing, and oh, especially in, yeah, especially in context of, of the narrative. Um, but but yeah but yeah like like the wire definitely a show oh. that like for those who haven't seen it yet it's it's home it's, ho- it's homework but it's it, if it to me that's HBO's magnum opus like that's. Yeah the show to watch i mean if you like want to get to the core of like this deep-seated institutional racism of like what people are talking about on like more of a, a national level and you want to see it portrayed you watch the wire because mm-hmm. david simon too, he always says it. it's like the wire is the story about the the other america the america that got left behind which i think a lot of us are getting, all of a sudden waking up being like wait a minute that might be us too yeah. uh, but like so like yeah it's I mean, I grew up in Meriden, Connecticut, which by no means is Baltimore, but it was, like, more urban. So, like, I feel fortunate, like, growing up with that, like, a little bit more of an urban experience than a lot of my other, like, white friends. So, so like, um, I just kind of connect. I, my, my, I went to a school that seemed not nearly as bad, but had a lot of similarities to the one they go to in season four. Mm. Like, I connect to that so hard. I actually lived in Baltimore for a little, for, like, a year. Really? I've never been. Yeah. Around, around the time that they were shooting The Wire, actually. Did you know what they were filming it then? Nope. Nope. I wasn't. I wasn't on that part of town. But they were times. Probably for those where, guys, That's probably good, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I actually like because um, my girl recently rewatched it. I started and then I like fell asleep one night and then she just like yeah binged and went way ahead of me and I was just like all right I'm lost but I'll watch it another time and just never did. But like I would overhear them say oh well this happened over in Pimlico or. They're like met, referencing landmarks, and I'm like, oh my god, I remember that and all that. And then they're like, they'll drive by places, and I'm just like, yep, I I recognize that place, I recognize that place. But I will say this though, they do not have Baltimore accents. <laughs> they like they're, they're not. They're not. <laughs> so they, they, it's not Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, it's like yep, Baltimore and police. If you. If you if you ask somebody, just tell them to say Aaron earned and I and earn. It's earn, 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 earn. <laughs> yo, and yo, Carl, I have to ask you one question. I can't believe I've known you for this long. Have you had lake trout? And you've never brought this up to us until now because it's kind of offensive if this is true. Have I had what? Lake trout? No. Oh, phew. Oh my god. Yo, Method Man, what a good actor in the wild. That's more for you, Victor. Like, are you surprised of how good he is as an actor in that show? Yeah, like he like he really stepped it up. Like he when he played a what's his character name? Cheese. Yeah, remember yeah. they they arrest him for the dog fighting because they think they got him on a like a murder charge. Yeah. Because yeah, like he's like I got my dog they're like they're talking oh, Lester Holt was like he Oh my Victoria and like some of our, we were like some friends the other day and we were talking about something and I said the word and we were talking about the police. So I was like, Yeah, the police Everyone looks at me like police. I'm like, yeah, that's how you say police. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the wire. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I slipped into my like, oh my god. And then you know, I remember when Obama was in office, like he had some. He said that Omar was his favorite character, like mm. ever. And I was like, I like this Obama guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael Michael K. Williams, Michael Kenneth Williams, man, as Omar Omar Little. Woof. You know, he he's he's just a flat out amazing actor. Like yes. he's. Just, and especially like he's in Lovecraft Country, and it—you definitely—I've never really seen his range, 
mm-hmm. and much of this show, I'm like, yeah. Surprising, surprise! He surprised me in everything that he does. He, he said, "He, he." I remember when he got cut out of Solo? I was like, "Oh, poor guy." And then maybe, maybe, but he's doing all right. He's doing all right for himself. Mm, yeah. I actually didn't see Solo. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> neither one of us did. Yeah. <laughs> we, made, we made it a point. We was like, "All right, we're gonna see Solo this weekend. We're gonna review it." By Monday, we're like, "Did you see Solo?" Nope. Yeah, my wife is the Star Wars fanatic, and like I didn't get into it until um, the re the new ones. I really like. It's actually the Mandalorian is what really piqued my interest in Star Wars. I'm a casual, but I enjoy the Mandalorian. Yeah, I I really like. I really like the Mandalorian. Yeah, I I would say I'm a casual. Like I can't talk to Victoria about Star Wars because it's like an hour later. Like okay. (laughs) But what's um Gus is in fucking he's Moff Gideon in the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. That was oh my god. I always get his name wrong. Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, yes, yes. He's another guy too. Pops up in everything. Like if you're watching Old Spike, I was watching like Do the Right Thing, and he like yeah. popped up for us. I'm like he's like in all the Old Spike Lee movies. Yeah, yeah, he's in a lot. And he's of terrifying. Time. Oh my god, like he is a straight up maybe the scariest man actor wise, <laughs> like the scariest actor. On Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, nope. Gus, Gus Fring. Gus, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Just the way they interview. If you did you watch Breaking Bad, Carl? I did not. Oh, Victor gets it. But he the way they introduce him is like Jesse and Walt. They're uh, making meth or whatever, and like there's a really tense scene. You think that he's gonna kill them. We don't. We meet the character. He walks in and he's very like OCD and very like he runs a chick. He's very proper and prim no words walks in all lights are quiet and he walks up to like his uh employee or whatever and just takes a knife and just cuts his fucking neck and just like oh. yeah and then just acts like nothing happened it's just straight up oh. yeah he's stone cold so you man. gotta watch Saul oh my god Vic, you gotta watch Saul it gets so much into the lore of Salamanca like Breaking Bad is cool because it's like you're taking like the everyman Walter White like me and throwing into this world like, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul, it's like showing the institute, showing like all that world that existed before Walt. Mm-hmm. It's like you get to see the Salamancas and the Frings and the, the war between them. And oh my God, God, it's yeah. so good. It's yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna give that show a chance uh, one of these days. Like, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm actually starting to get back into um, uh, refollowing TV series. In fact, um, after, because after, after a year, because um, when, when Game of Thrones meant. Fu- Fuck Game of Thrones. Fuck David Benioff. Fuck D.B. Weiss. Anyway, right. that, that's and, that, and that's what I'm I never say. never watched Game of Thrones, and God, I'm so happy I didn't. And I felt bad because yeah. my whole family would watch it together every Sunday, and I just kept seeing so happy, so happy, so happy. And then that last season, this slow every week. I'm like, oh, how was it? Like they would like drive to each other's houses to watch it together. I thought it was so cool. It wasn't for me. I was like, I don't even want to watch it. And then just reading about everything and like those dudes who just did not give two shits about the millions of dollars they were being handed mm-hmm. and even stupid stuff like water bottles just being like amateur shit i'm like yeah. what happened yep water bottles starbucks starbucks cups starbucks, the shop. yeah, the yeah. Like, just like basic film one-on-one like you know like a, a college freshman wouldn't do that like it was mm-hmm. just I don't know. You could just. I don't. I, I mean, I don't have any hot takes other than I felt yeah. so bad for all you fans because I'm. I, I. I wasn't of that particular thing, but I have plenty of fandoms I'm a part of, and I. I it sucks when when the people who are making it, you could tell, don't care. Yeah. It really, hurt. it hurts. It actually hurts a little bit. It, like you, I wasted my life on you. <laughs> it. It. It did because like at the time like because like for me like it. It, it stung especially because like for years I didn't watch the show and I was. <laughs> 
I was persuaded to uh, like after years of like constant audience hype and like uh, like like from my uh, from from my Carl and like our, our former co-host Harrison Maurice I'm like all right I'll watch the show and I, and I, and, I, and I really dug it and there was there was every reason to it like the writing was excellent the acting the casting the cast was uniformly excellent but then like that the parts of parts of season 7 and then the final season season 8 just nosedived significantly and then like I got really mad. I, I thought about it. And I'm like, man, this is the fourth time for me. The fourth time I fell for audience hype, fourth? and yeah, like for for TV shows because TV shows are a bigger investment of time than film. So because oh, yeah. for, for me, like first, like it was Lost, which had a disappointing finale, mm, and I, I followed. Yep, and I followed that show for years. Then it was Battlestar Galactica, uh, the the 2004, <laughs> which that 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 ending was was ridiculous beyond belief. Then you had right. Dexter, which I'm more mad at my I'm more mad at myself because That's I should. you for keep going, man. Yeah, I'm I'm more mad at myself on Dexter because I should have stopped that season four. Season four was yep. the best one with John Lithgow. Was that the John Lithgow one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, a... it should have stopped right. And, and yeah. Dexter and Breaking Bad end the same day. They oh. both had their finales, and not a single person gave a shit about Dexter. Yeah, for good reason. I mean, it's it, like, whew. yeah, Dexter, like he ends up as a lumberjack with the anyway, uh, and then. <laughs> And then, then it was, and then it was Game of Thrones, and then I was like, "Wow, I got snake bitten for the fourth time." I, I'm like, you know what? I said, "F this," you know, I'm not gonna follow any more new TV shows. I'm done. I'm gonna stick strictly to film. I don't care about these new shows. People talking about, oh, oh, you gotta watch this show. You gotta watch this, 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 this new show. I'm like, nope, nah, nah, son. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch Watchmen. No. Watchmen, no. The boys, I have no interest in the boys anyway. But no, um, let's, uh, well, some some other shows um, that people have recommended, nah. The only the only, the, only, the one show that I gave a chance was Pose, and Pose is excellent. But uh, oh, is it Shmeek? No, no, Shmeek's yeah. in. But was he in Pose? No, nah, he wasn't in, in in Pose. No. What was he from? I'm trying to remember who he was from. He was in Dope. Dope, that's what it yeah, was. I didn't see either. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Yeah. So what made you just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna give Lovecraft a shot. Like mm. all I asked was just one episode. And well, then you text me and I get the whole you you're caught up. I'm like, oh <laughs> Well, uh with Lovecraft Country, like just the, the, the premise and the cast alone, like it, it for me it was too tantalizing to ignore. And and for me it's like I don't you know I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on this with both eyes open. I'm, I'm really liking what they're doing so far. I hope that the show's that the show's consistency and quality remains to the very end whenever they decide to end it. I hope it doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, I, I hope it doesn't I hope it doesn't end up like a Game of Thrones. Uh, so so yeah, so I'm, I'm you got JJ on there and he did loss, so who knows? Yeah, that 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 kind of gave me a uh, 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 pause too. I'm like, J.J. Abrams, like he's not good he's, with the original storytelling at all. He's just not. He's a great a lot of stuff, but he's not great at endings. Nah. And he, I just watched the Rise of Skywalker like again the other night, and I, I'll say this: it's not a good movie, but I I, I like it. But it's okay. not. There's definitely it, it's not very good. But I, I I enjoy it. But there's like a lot of just not like. In a Star Wars nerd bridge, but just like huge gaps of like storylines they set up and then don't even like talk, yeah. refer to. There's some like real, which I'm, I'm gonna assume that when you're making a movie that magnitude, maybe maybe JJ's not making all the decisions, but like, mm. like we were watching our friends, and it was, you know, because it's a fun movie. Then I'm like, 
what 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 was Ray gonna what was Finn gonna say to Ray? Like there's certain things like that they just don't even acknowledge. I'm like, why? Why how does nobody watch this movie and think like, oh, it's I don't know. It yeah, he's I mean I I I'm, I know I mean, he's fucking awesome, but 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 he's only producing, so maybe the I forgot who you, who you said the showrunner was. I'm sure oh. she'll do a good job. Oh yeah, me yeah, I'm man. like I'm actually liking JJ Abrams uh current Spider Man comic book run. Wait, what like, wait what? Yeah, he's doing a Spider-Man. Him and his son Henry are doing a Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, that is the sweetest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> and it's pretty. It's pretty damn dark. Oh, yo, are you gonna? I, I, I might get a PS5 just to play as Miles. I am. Man, okay, I'm not even gonna go there with the PS5. I'm definitely getting it. Somehow, <laughs> some way, I'm getting it at lunch. At lunch. Somehow, some way. Uh, we'll, we'll start out GoFundMe for uh, Codex Prime's Twitch account. <laughs> I'll donate. I'll throw it out right now. <laughs> yeah. I got but like, um, yeah, it's it's so funny because like I, I liked all the Spider-Man cartoons when I was a kid and stuff, and I like I like the Spider-Man. Um, I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man, uh, probably uh, especially. But for me, Spider-Verse, like Miles, like that, I can't even. I can spend an hour and a half just telling you about how much that movie means. Like Spider-Man and the Spider-Man, it's the movie I watch when things like when I like need like a pick me up. It's the movie. It's like the, it's like it's the you know like the songs you would listen to at a funeral and a wedding. Spider Verse is the thing I watch when I'm really down and I need to like really just get through it. And it's like my, my celebratory movie. Like I'm not even kidding. When I was like, I just had this conversation with my producers the other night about like this something we're working on that like, we can't announce yet. Oh right, we were like starting to make a business, whatever, and I was like, I feel like Miles is about to jump off the building. Like, that scene just, oh, like, what they, and then we're getting to play him in, like, the new video game on PS4, like, I, I just fucking love him. Like, he's my favorite wait, Spider-Man. You play, so you played the PS4 Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Good. I, dude, Spider-Man games were always my favorite. They, I remember the one on PS2 I would play forever. Yeah. I actually, dude, I, all right, so this last winter... I got a job at Target, like doing seasonal work, just for the well, for a lot of reasons, but one of them is so I can get the discount on Black Friday. So I got a 65-inch TV and a PS4 for like, I don't know, like three or four hundred dollars. Like ended up getting like a, because get, I was like the PS with all the discounts. I got it was the the best thing I did. I like that job just paid for a TV and like at the PlayStation <laughs> for that Spider-Man game, and that's like, God, I some, I still just play that game, being like just flying around and. You start doing something, you're like, all right, I'm going to do a mission. Then, like, three hours later, you're like, I wonder if I can find that statue in Central Park. And then, of course, it's there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh. So can I say that I told you so? I yes. believe, I think I made, I made that recommendation. It was? No, you're, you're, I'm not even kidding. That, you're, that was it. That was because of you. I'm 100% serious. So it was right, it was right around the time we all had done the podcast. And then we did another one, and I was like, fuck. And then I had bought a PS3, and then it broke, and the GameStop was trying to fuck me over and not return it. I ended up getting it returned and ended up buying the PS4 for the same price on Black Friday. So that worked out. Mm. And uh, and I'm also looking at the comments here, too. Speaking of uh, the Miles Morales uh, game, uh, Ed, Ed Figueroa from Party Nerds says that he can't wait. He also can't wait for the Miles Morales game. Uh, he's I also... love Party Nerds, by the way. Carl, you turned yeah. me on to them. I follow them on Insta. Nice. No, those are my guys. I love you guys, party nerds. If you're listening, shout out. I follow you on Instagram, and I get so much good news from you, and you do the best shit. Yeah. He also says that he's buying the ultimate version because it comes with a 4K Ultra update to the original, um, to the original Spider-Man 2018. Wow. Getting it, bro. 
I'm sold. Hmm. Uh, All right, so now pay my mortgage this month. Get a PS5. <laughs> Sorry, pussy, you ain't eating. I gotta play Miles. This is important, culturally or some shit. That, that game was so detailed. Like somebody took a picture of like from yes. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. No, they did a close up on Miles' hairline. Yeah. First of all, whoever's his barber. It's good fade. He's got good fame. And it was just so clean. Like, you can actually see, like, the little tidbits of hair. But it's perfectly lined up. Mm. Dude, did you see that fan mashup they did of the trailer when they put the uh, song from Spider-Verse in there with the uh, the What of Danger with the gameplay? Like, right when it got released, someone made a fan mashup of the, um, my, uh, the new Spider-Man game with that song, the... As Blackway, who sings the What Up Danger song, and oh my god. Oh now god. I need for you to send that. I need for you to send that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah, I'll find that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's like, What Up Danger? You know, we don't need jumps off the building. Oh. I still get chills even just thinking about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had, what was it, a few, mo- a few months ago, we actually had a uh, tournament. That's something that we've been doing uh, pretty periodically here on the uh, Quarter Spine podcast. And we had the best Marvel movie tournament, non-MCU. Oh, okay. Take a wild guess of one. Oh, Spider-Verse. There you go. I'm not even kidding. I, 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 would, I could probably get up in a good argument that it's even better than all the MCU movies. And I love MCU. But I, that's a, uh, maybe I take that back. That's too. That's not no, even a fair no. comparison. I, I, oh, I agree. Okay. I, can hold I agree. Because Endgame was a spiritual uh, experience for me. But it was... I mean, Endgame... I, I still gotta take up on your recommendation actually like take an edible and watch it. Do you like crying? Because <laughs> you will and it, it's it, hard for me to oh, it's, but to do, it's really hard for me to physically cry. Yeah, and that movie did it to me in an entire take some edibles. If you can't get them, let me know off off mic, I'll we'll, we'll get you. I'll take care of you. And um especially now that our uh, rest in power, uh T'Challa, mm-hmm. like now that we'll see him come back, that will fucking I actually haven't watched it again because of that scene. I don't think I can handle it. Because mm. we watched Black Panther again, and just, like, yeah. it, it really hit me. But, like, oh, my God. And I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. Like, I, mm. I, um, been, I'm, I have, like, a huge gap of, like, Kendrick Lamar. I didn't know, like, a lot of his work, but I've been listening to that soundtrack. Like, hot take. That guy's talented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a Pulitzer Prize winner, too. Yeah, that's a tough. Oh my god, that would be such a good debate. How do you debate non MCU movies with the MCU movies? I don't know, man. That's not fair. Oh, you can't do it. You, you can't. can't. Do it. It's too no. interconnected. Oh, oh, like if you if you compare like what's better, like a non MCU yeah, versus an MCU. Yeah, it's just not. I don't know if that's fair. Cause, um, uh, you could you could do it. You could do it. Like there, I mean, there are a lot of uh, non MCU films, uh, in my opinion, that are better than than most of the MCU catalog. Oh yeah, that, like that's fair, but, but there's like a handful of MCU movies I feel like are, like Thor Ragnarok could stand on its own. Like Endgame is such a that's it's too connected to the universe to be a standalone movie. Like, yeah. You have to you'd have to have some rules in place. Yeah. Of, like of like a stuff. But, yeah, I'm happy. To, what else is in the what else is not MCU canon though? Like Spider-Man uh, 1 and 2? Yeah, Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um We don't discuss 3. What's what's they made a part 3? No. No, uh, they did. Oh okay. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. Oh, I heard that was an ugly rumor. Um, like they they be, they made uh let me see the X Men films like Deadpool, Logan. Oh God, oh. Logan. Oh. I didn't see Logan. I need to. Oh, Logan is what? great. 
I know. I just one of those things, you know. You just I just missed it. Oh, Logan is great. That's that that was a Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart's swan songs in their roles as a Wolver, as Wolverine and Charles Professor Charles Xavier. That movie nice. that movie is really good. It is it's for me for me that's in my that's probably number five or six in my in my favorite comic book films of all time. Like Logan is like the the definitive uh, uh, X Men themed film and the definitive Wolverine film for sure. Um, uh, our friend of the show John Haponic swears by X Men Origins Wolverine because his taste is really questionable. But Logan is the film. Logan. Yeah, is the I film. will agree about John Haponic's taste. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably thoughts like probably thinks that Green Lantern is a freaking masterpiece. <laughs> nah, he he thinks that's nah, not nah, he wouldn't go that far. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, Logan. He surprises me sometimes, so I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, yeah, hard, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, Logan recommend that. Um, the the Wolverine from 2013 was pretty cool. Uh, when he goes to Japan. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Okay, I saw that either. Yeah, that was a pretty cool film. Yeah. What's the one with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool with the mouth showed up? Oh, X Men Origins Wolverine from 2009. That Horrible. Horrible! Oh my god! Yeah, this X Men franchise is really could have continued. It, it, man, when that first one came out, I was so all for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the first ones hold up, but like, what is the one from what? Think they, is it Days of Future Past? That was where they re, they rewrote everything. They kind of corrected some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one actually kind of righted the ship. And then a yeah. then X Men Apocalypse happened, and it was like, ugh. I know it's kind of unfortunate, but I mean, I guess we're going to be seeing them hopefully now with all that stuff happening to Disney. We'll be seeing them in the MCU now properly for the next phase. If 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 uh, if that, if they do that, I don't. I think uh, they've, it, they've all but like said it. They've all they've all but confirmed it. Yeah, it's pretty much happening because the the Eternal movie, the Eternals movie, is going to be what's going to introduce the X Men into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know the Eternals was delayed until next year. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, fuck COVID. Yeah. And isn't like Black Widow not coming out till next year now? Um, I think it's still I think sc- November. Yeah, yeah, I think it's still scheduled for November, but on Disney Plus. Oh, good. Yeah, they're gonna do the same thing that they did for Mulan, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I don't wanna wait. I'll pay for that. I'm not even. I'm like fine. I'm good. That's worth it. I don't feel like waiting. Any other movie, I'm like yeah, but like Black Widow, like, I gotta see it. Like all these years of Natasha Romanoff. Like I hope I hope they do adjust. I I'm sure they will, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm just looking at the time here. It looks like um like. Oh yeah, I gotta jump off in a few minutes. I have a producers meeting. I gotta jump on too. Okay. I, I double booked myself tonight, but I was like, I got I I didn't want to move. I was like, I can do both. I was like, I I don't want to miss this. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the rule in life should be always can't don't cancel on the fun stuff. <laughs> just cancel the stuff you don't want to do so i was like i'm like all right i'll i'll do this, this is the important thing get this stuff they, they can wait they can wait i was i would get nothing done <laughs> <laughs> <For sure>. i know <laughs> sometimes that happens too <laughs> yeah. frequently oh man yeah. yeah but i chris we definitely appreciate you being on Oh, thank you guys so much for having me back on. Um, I'll reach back at you. We'll have you guys come on too. We're like we've been expanding our uh, our YouTube channel. We're trying to build out and doing like a series of like 
uh, some YouTube live videos that we're turning into like Patreon content. We'll have to have you guys come on so we can just take a around about video games and shit because it's my favorite stuff to talk about. And then once I learn Twitch, we can be Twitch people. Oh, you already know mm-hmm. I'm down. So. I know I can't. I want to like be like I like I guess. I was like talking to someone like, "Are you trying to get into the gamer market?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that that's what it is." So I'm like, "No, I just wanted to have an excuse to play video games that isn't by myself anymore. <laughs> if it can turn into some some business reason, sure, can we write that off? But I just really wanted to play. I just wanted to do what the kids are doing. I'm getting sick sick of playing in my room by myself. I'm like, all these other people are online and not getting called terrible words. Maybe I can be one." <laughs> Um, but yeah, tell us where you, before you sign off, tell us, tell everybody where you can find you. Uh, so I am, uh, uh, you can find us on let's chat podcast.net, uh, let's chat podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are let's chat pod on Patreon. And then on Twitter, I'm let's chat rebel and, uh, yeah, keep following. And we also started this face, uh, Facebook group called let's chat community. Sure Carl's in there. And, um, that's been really fun. Good way to connect with people. And um, the only good side of Facebook so far. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's so I'm pretty active online, kind of inconsistently, but we're getting better at that. We're uh, trying to do that more. Uh, work gets in the way sometimes of life, but online is more fun. Indeed. Indeed. Well, once again, Chris, uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, joining us uh, once again, oh. man. Please, it was all my pleasure. This was so much fun. I always love it. I would, I couldn't do it together in the same at uh, your house again, but this is still pretty cool. So I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And and hopefully maybe uh, one day we'll we'll be both of us will be guests on your show this time too. Yes, and and when this is all, we'll do it obviously before then. But when this is all over, we're gonna sit down in, in person and do this. That's my new thing. Anytime I do anything, I'm like, whenever this ends, mm. this is gonna be the thing we're holding on to. Yeah, we'll definitely have you all on. It would be so much fun. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, you got it, man. Yeah. Anytime, man. Have a good night. All right, you too, man. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Chris Revel. Uh, check out his show, The Let's Chat with Chris Revel Podcast. You can find it on Spotify and wherever podcasts are found. Yeah. So what's up, yeah. Carl? Um, you know what? One thing I do want to I do want to mention um, this past Saturday, uh, Brian Loops and I, so Brian from the UWO podcast, we went to the uh, New World Wrestling Extreme uh, Raising Hell to uh, show on uh, Woonsocket, and um, once again, you know, they they delivered. You know, we got a chance to uh, kick it with Tommy Dreamer again. Tommy Dreamer remembered us from the last show, so I'm officially Tommy Dreamer's friend. Although. <laughs> I have to bring this up, and you was watching, and I can see that grin on your face. Mm-hmm. That Brian told a story about our interaction with Tommy Dreamer, and it was true. Tommy Dreamer did, you know, that he did bury me for being because I was wearing my Cowboys hoodie because mm-hmm. it was cold that day. By the way, so mm-hmm. summer is gone. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I saw a meme that just said, "Man, summer just came just." packed this shit up and left and then i said listen summer is done with this 2020 shit too <laughs> it is it really yeah. is but um yeah so then he buried me but then the next day i tweeted tommy dreamer suck it because the cowboys won the next day so that you know that but all in all like tommy dream is a tommy fucking dream is the fucking man yeah it's tommy fucking That's, dreamer he's, he's tommy fucking dreamer the innovator of violence 
And while I was there, also, you know, a couple of other um, wrestling legends was there. Uh, Kevin Sullivan and Greg the Hammer Valentine mm-hmm. was actually there. And I picked up an autographed picture for my dad, actually, of Greg, Greg the Hammer Valentine. Look at that Hollywood signature, by the way, too. Well, that's a dope signature right there. Okay. I, I know. Like, as he was writing, I was like, Dad, that's some, like, that's a really nice signature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, awesome guy, too. You know, um, Kevin Sullivan, Sullivan drinking wine while you saw, signing autographs. I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, little, it's the little things. But all in all, the show was great. Um, just incredible. Still got it. I mean, it was supposed to be his last match, but then they did like a two um, two of the indie wrestlers came out. They didn't end up being a tag match, and we was we was very entertained. Like we left it, we left very happy, mm. very cold, but very happy. Oh, sounds like y'all had a fun time, man. That's too. We did. We did. I can't. I honestly, we can't wait for the next one. That's what's up, man. That's yeah, cool. Shout out to James Allen who runs uh, New World Wrestling Extreme. Uh, and for bringing these, for bringing independent wrestling back to Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's cool. You know, get you know, get the uh, get the indie indie wrestling market you know up and running again. You know, in these trying times. You know, you know, and, and uh, yeah. yep. And oh, go ahead. No, I was saying you can go ahead because I know you had a couple of movies to review. Yeah, and also um, uh, and also another wrestling uh, event. Speaking of wrestling, while we're talking about it, uh, I I've been I've been uh, watching the New Japan's G1 Climax 30 uh, tournament, uh, which which actually started um, last uh, let me see last Friday I believe. Uh, I'm not. It was on. Oh, Saturday. It was uh, Saturday the 19th. So it's on New Japan World. Uh, they're streaming. So it's um. It's taking place uh, for for the next uh, four weeks or so. Uh, so we got like so I, so the the first night was the, the, all of the A block matches, um, ten ten wrestlers, and then B block happened the next night with ten more wrestlers. So the winner of this uh, G one climax tournament it's a round robin, so everyone will get to face each other. Um, the winner of this tournament will challenge the uh, IWGP heavy, heavyweight champion at rest, at the next Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, it's a pretty good tournament so far. Um, like in the first, the first night we had like we saw the return of Will Osprey. You know, after six months since the since the pandemic uh, shutdowns, um, we saw Minoru Suzuki. We saw uh, Kota Ibushi versus Kazuchika Okada, which is an excellent oh, match. God. Yep. How was it? That was an excellent match. It was That's an, all I need to know. Yeah, excellent match. That was the main event for the night one of the A block. Um, and then the uh, night two in the B block, we saw Juice Robinson uh, make his return as well. Uh, Toru Yano, <laughs> the king of pro wrestling, uh, he was in there too. Kenta is back as well. Um, let me see. We also have uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito, who's the current um, IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. He fought Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event for B block. Um, another excellent match. For me, that's my favorite match of the tournament so far. Um, and I think that was their first match together in three years, actually. So that was pretty wow. interesting. So yeah, um, if you're if you're into some nothing but nothing but great pro wrestling, just no frills, none of that, none of that retribution nonsense with the shitty names. Please oh, please watch uh, the G1 Climax 30 tournament. It's on New Japan World. 
Um, check the schedule to see when the next matches are coming up because it's gonna be it's gonna be a doozy. It's gonna be a fun time to be a wrestling fan. But now that I mentioned retribution, my uh, god, really my Go god. Ahead. Okay, so um, I happened to catch the end of Raw because I was watch I was actually catching up with um I I started I just started watching Orange's New Black again, so I'm on season five so I can finish the show. Um, I got I to catch up because we yeah. need to review. We did yeah. every other season, but that one, so. Yeah, so so uh, so I'm so I'm starting uh, so I'm I'm on my way to finishing Orange is the New Black. So I just started season five. So after after I finished one episode, I was like, all right, well, let me just tune into Raw. Let's just see what's going on. And apparently, Retribution made their formal debut, and apparently, their names <laughs> their names are T Bar, uh, Mace, and Slapjack. <laughs> T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. Okay, number... Okay, if, if this... If, if, I'm sorry, but listen. I, I don't care I don't care what else happens in the rest of 2020 in professional wrestling, particularly in WWE, but Retribution gets the Burial Hall of Fame award for this year. Nothing's going to top it. Nothing's going to top T-Bar, played by Dominic Dijakovic, and then you got Dio Madden playing Mace... First of all, I don't see a shiny suit, okay? And I don't I don't see P. Diddy dancing in the background, which you know about. <laughs> I, I, I don't see I don't see that. And it's not 1997, so I'm sorry, Mace or Dio Madden. You, you, you're taking a huge L for that one. But let's talk about Slap Nuts, or I mean Slapjack, Flapjack, whatever the f- you you cannot take this you cannot take any wrestler seriously. If their name is Slapjack, I'm sorry, but Retribution—they are an unintentional comedy act at this point. And second of all, like, like the, the whole the whole act is wrong because now Retribution—they've not only are they exclusive to Raw, so apparently they're gonna cause anarchy and chaos on Raw, just Raw, uh, not SmackDown, only. only Raw. But they've yeah, signed, they yeah, but they've signed contracts, so now they're employees of WWE, but. Retribution, they're supposed to hate WWE. They're supposed to burn WWE down, but they're signed contracts with... with, with. Yeah, they, they, did that, they did that all wrong. They did yeah. that all wrong. What they should have done, how I would have booked it, because remember, remember, I try to... I don't want to just complain and stuff. It doesn't do any good. If I, I like to try to be creative and how I would book it, how I would rewrite it. I would have brought back some of those names that were released. Mm. That yep. were released because of because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They would have been the culprits. That would have been okay. You would have became more invested in, in those people. Be like, oh, okay, they're under, they're pissed off about the about being let go because of the because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. and they're getting their retribution. Exactly. That the story and, Yeah. And you know what? No fake names. Just those guys. Yeah. There's one thing that I do like that there's that they're doing, like, okay, we get the five what was it like five five of them? Mm-hmm. The five main stables. Yeah. But still keep it as any time. First of all, not they can't be exclusive to Raw mm-hmm. because you, what made what got them going, what got that that initial momentum, 
was the fact that they can pop up at any time, any place, anywhere. Right. Yeah. That's what got that's what got them that's what got them our attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they shouldn't have been exclusive to Raw. So then at any time, at any time, just boom. Keep I like the fact that they still have the whole the whole war. Mm-hmm. That just comes out of nowhere and just starts doing damage. Yeah. So it's like you keep the main five like on TV. Let those be the five. Shouldn't never gave them any names. Mm-hmm. You know, that's gonna be a hard up to I think they can get over it, but it's gonna be a hard that it's gonna be a hard it's a very steep hill to climb up up and over. Yeah. But just keep them as a like this is that okay. How I revive re- uh, revive it, I'm like, yo, those are not my names. Those are not our names. Mm-hmm. I am Dominic Dijakovic. I mean, and we are getting retribution mm-hmm. for our friends that were let go. Yeah. Yeah. Bring a little reality into it. Bring a little reality into it. And this is when you bring back uh you bring back Vince. They proceed to torment Vince. Mm. So they can get retribution for their comrades that they lost due to the pandemic. Yeah. Um I yeah. I, I, I will say like um the only the only flaw in, in your in your storyline is that it makes it, it makes too much sense for WWE. Like there there there's there's logic, there there's motive, there's motivation, there's there's an actual reason for for you know a, a through line of action consequences. But so that that makes that's that's too much depth for for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon's gonna be like, ah, fuck it, pal. I'm just gonna tear up the script and rewrite the show five minutes before showtime. Hell, I'm gonna re- rewrite the script in the middle of the show. And yeah, and, and I, I'm sorry, but yo, listen, I, I I know he's your boy and everything, but god damn it, Bruce Pritchard is a <laughs> Bruce Pritchard does not know what he's doing. He does not know what he's doing creatively. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he is nothing more but a Vince McMahon, a proud and open Vince McMahon. Yes, man. And all of his ideas are just shit. I'm sorry. They just are. No, you, you can't, I, you can't take that away from him. Yeah. It's like a lot of, okay. A lot of his stuff. Cause you know, I'm a fan of his podcast. And a lot of it he said is when I listen to his show, it's like, okay. When he talks about, you know, the back there and stuff, cause they, they don't dwell on the current stuff. Like, sprinkle something current here or there, but it's like, alright, I understand why and how you know, and he's, his podcast is very entertaining, very entertaining and like, I never miss an episode so, but it was like it's there's, it's also like the creator they don't have wrestling writers. They do not. No, it's just TV, soap operas, reality TV. That's it. Like, I understand, like, okay, you want to bring people from other avenues to bring in, because, you know, pretty WWE's pretty much a story-based company. So you gotta, like, you know, you want to bring in people who, who have their expertise and try to teach them to become wrestling writers, and they've had some success. With um, you know, with guys like Freddie Prince Jr. and uh, Brian Kiwu, 
I can't even pronounce his name right. Brian DeWertz. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed to just to like make fun of him. But, like these were students of the game. Brian DeWertz was there for during Ruthless Aggression Era and helped and gave us the reason why we had champions like Eddie Guerrero and that story and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's just one. That's just one. So it's like I understand you want to do that, but it's time to like really just say take a look at your writing staff and go, all right, we need wrestling writers. Mm-hmm. We yeah. need those wrestling minds. And I think that if Bruce had those minds, because he's a wrestling mind too, like especially with all his years, mm-hmm. I think if he had that type of energy, we would see a whole entirely different product. Yeah, we just might. And and but then again, oh wait, go ahead. Oh, and if if Vince actually lets them do their thing and gets out of the way, you know. Right. But then again, it could also be worse because guess who could be on that team? Oh, who? <laughs> Jim Cornette. Oh man, not not that he would not that he would want to work for WWE anyway, but at this point. He wouldn't. But Corey will probably take he will take the job. If, if if for the right price probably. But um he's just not worth that right price because he but, just never he hasn't involved with the business. No. And plus like he'll probably get himself fired eventually. <laughs> again. Yeah, again, true. But yeah, but yeah, this uh, but but yeah, like with with retribution, man. Um, like I, I've I've read like I think I read like um, there was some reports that like when, like retribution was actually met with laughter backstage from some, from some of the uh crew, uh and and other wrestlers when they were when they were talking and, and also like, and also when we saw. I, I I didn't see the I didn't see a video clip, but I saw a screenshot of um hmm not Mia Yim and not Mercedes Martinez, you know, uh, cutting a promo, and I'm like, oh my god, this is how you bring those two up to the main. Ro- I mean, it's bad. It's bad enough that like, and 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 I'm a fan of Mia Yim. Like her her YouTube channel is cool with with the with the with the video game streams, but like, but even in NXT, like. We, we we I there was still something missing from her character. I'm still like, who is Mia Yim really? But then you bring her up to the main roster, saddled with this retribution gimmick, with which does her no favors. So what's so what's worse, having no personality or having a crappy gimmick? Exactly. It's like it's like like I said, I'm I'm a huge Mia Yim fan. You know, go on my insta go on my Instagram. You can see my um, one of my latest drawings of her, mm-hmm. and it's just. She's gifted in a ring. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, she has a hip hop like a hip hop gimmick that draws, you know, draws certain audiences. But there's just something missing. Yeah. Like there's just that one little, it's like there's just that one little puzzle, that puzzle piece that just. It's like Luther Vandross' girl is just. <laughs> It doesn't quite twist all the way. <laughs> it's like you get the you get a couple, but then you get that last one. It just <laughs> I can't go ahead and look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Cause like, cause like, cause with Mia Yim, when she was in TNA as Jade, like she was actually rocking it. Like she was like she was handling her business. Like she was one of the top stars there. But like ever since she's been in NXT, it's like 
it's like you like like you said like there's that vital element that's just missing to the game like she's good in the ring like but but what about the, the character work is something is just something missing with the character like who is she really and and as and as a member of retribution it's like oh no no you don't want to introduce her as a joke no <laughs> not when we don't yeah. know who she really is and the same with mercedes martinez i mean she's a veteran and then you bring her up to the main roster with with this group not nah. i'm sorry like like if, if 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 vince is smart like if if the writers if the writers are smart they, they better just just cut their losses just just pretend this shit didn't happen take them off tv for a couple of weeks and then reintroduce them as themselves as well as how we see them in nxt let's pretend like this retribution stuff never happened we can just like ignore no, it no, 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 put no, it back in our they, review they, it's too much they, they, they've done too much it, it, it won't be the first it's time it's simply just what i did is simply just they can take they can take my idea no they can't i want i want i want credit and i want credit and and a paycheck for that one <laughs> but you just take them off tv tease them a bit throw some teases like shut the lights off have the okay have their logo show up in the thunderdome you know everybody's getting ready for them them to come in nothing Tease that for like, tease that for a little bit, then they come and then just out of nowhere they just come back in, wreak hell, but then address the name and be like, you try to give us that, you tried mm-hmm. to give us those names when we, you know, when we signed those contracts. Uh uh-uh. uh, mm-hmm. I'm Di- I'm Dominic Dijakovic, mm-hmm. I'm Dio Madden, I'm Mia Yim. I'm whoever Slapjack is. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Nick Thorne. No, oh, Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne. Yeah. I'm Shane Thorne. Okay? Mm. We are the five. No, this is who we are. Mm. Yeah. Then you have to do some. They have to beat. They have to, like, take out everybody. You know, get some heat. Do not be afraid to get that heat. Get fucking and then everybody will be reinvested in retribution. Let's move on. I know you got some movies you want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but yeah, man. Um yeah. I I I'm just I'll, I'll I'm also waiting for for UWO to to get in on this retribution burial for the next episode. But uh but yeah, like I do have some other uh a uh, couple movies I I I watched. Um there was one um, that's available on Hulu. It's a movie that came out uh, uh, earlier this year or on the summer, um, but it's but it's just made available on Hulu. It's an Australian film. It's called Baby Teeth, and uh, Baby Teeth. Yep, Baby Teeth. Uh, so it stars um it stars uh, Eliza, Eliza Scanlon, uh, Toby Wallace, um, Essie Davis, and Ben Mendelsohn, and it's a it's a it's like a it's a comedy drama. Um, and it's about it's about this this young girl uh, named named Mila. She's a teenager. Uh, she's a teenage girl who's uh, who's dying of terminal cancer, and there he is. and um and and she and she falls in love with a drug addict slash drug dealer. Okay, um and uh, this drug dealer is named Moses, played by Toby Wallace, and um. And you know her parents, played by Ben Mendelsohn and and, um, and Essie Davis. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, he's like a, a psychiatrist, 
and I see Davis. Um, she she's a she's a, a woman. She's the wife and a mother who's basically hopped up on all kinds of pills: Xanax, Zoloft, uh, pretty much any kind of antidepressant. Because you know she's you know she just she obviously you know understandably can't take it that you know her her daughter is dying, but at the same time. She's bringing she's bringing home this drug addict, this dirty near do well. Whom, if you take one look at him, you can practically when you take one look at him, it's like, damn, he looks like he smells really bad. Like, like you have to like Febreze your TV screen whenever he appears because he, he looks like he smells like shit. He looks like he smells like like garbage and all and all but damned. But, but um, but he's like really scummy, scummy looking. He's got like a a, a a weird mullet buzz cut action going on. He's got some dirty fingernails. He's got some sc- scummy looking tattoos. He's just a total mess. And this and this girl Mila brings him home to her to her parents, but her parents. They're actually they actually don't know what to do because they're like, okay, all right, we understand, you know, our daughter is suffering, you know, from cancer, but you know, we don't know we don't know how long she has. And she's never experienced um, you know, dating. She's never experienced anything remotely close to like romantic love. So, you know what? Let's just see where this goes. You know what? Well, let's 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 tolerate Moses and, and their and, and their relationship with our daughter and let's see where this takes them. And so throughout the film, you, you you see you see the you see Mila and you see Moses grow closer together. You see, you know, um, you see uh, um, the the main character Mila, you know, kind of like grow into her skin. You know, you know, she's she's also like a violinist and she's like trying to, you know, find some way to like you know, preserve her gifts, preserve her talents musically, but also you know gain a, gain a little more life experience. Um, because she doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know if she, if she if if there's gonna be a tomorrow, and n- neither do her parents. Um, uh, her her parents, uh, played by Ben Mendelsohn and Essie Davis, like Ben Mendelsohn, he's a guy who, like, like this is actually the first movie I've seen Ben Mendelsohn in, in which he doesn't play, which he does not play a villain or a complete scumbag, because I've seen him in other movies like you know like Mississippi Grind with um with Ryan Reynolds, um Rogue One where he played a villain. He played a he played a villain in this other a scumbag in this other movie with Brad Pitt killing me killing them softly which came out in 2012, um, so this was actually the first movie where she played a nice guy, and it was actually kind of refreshing you know it was kind of refreshing to see him play a nice guy, um, and then Essie Davis who's an excellent actress like she was in um, The Babadook. Um, she, she's a woman who, like, you feel for her because, like, she's hopped up on all these pills and all these drugs because, like, she's, you know, just, just, she's just trying to maintain her sanity. She, you know, she's trying to prepare for the, what she feels may or may not be the inevitable, but, you know, she wants to be there for her daughter and be as supportive as she can, but she's also going through her own stuff. But yeah, um, Baby Teeth, it's actually a really cool film. It's uh, it's definitely touching. The ending, especially, like the last few shots, like can really hit you in the gut. Um, um, it's 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 a it's a it's a well, wonderfully directed film by Shannon Murphy. Um, Shannon Murphy Shannon Murphy um, uh, helmed the film, and it and it's and it's a very good film. It's actually one of the most distinct features I've seen uh, this year. So definitely check it out. It's available on Hulu. It's called Baby Teeth. Um, it's it's a film that you know that really balances the, those laughs and also the drama really effectively. Um, not to cut you off, but you mentioned Babadook. That's a Kodak throwback. Yeah, I mentioned that in one of our earlier episodes. Babadook. Girls. Yeah, Babadook. It's um it's a really really good horror film if you haven't seen it. 
Um, so yeah, check out Baby Teeth. And there's another and there's and there's another film which is on Netflix. Excuse me, which is um, which just came out this past Wednesday. It's called The Devil All the Time, and uh, this one is interesting. This has an ensemble cast. It stars Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, uh, Bill Skarsgård, Riley Keough, um, Jason Clark, Sebastian Stan, um, Eliza Scanlon. She's in this one too. Um, Mia Wasikowska, and, and this movie it's actually like it's it's a really grim. Uh, southern drama and it's a, it has an ensemble cast and it takes place over like different time periods and uh the film um it follows like different different sets of characters so there's one there's a there's a father and son played by bill skarsgård and um and his son who the older version is played by tom holland um uh bill skarsgård is this guy who um he's like he's like a he's he's a marine he's like a, a soldier who comes home um, he's trying to raise his son, but his, his wife is dying of terminal cancer. Um, and, yes. and, and like, and like, and like, but his wife is super religious. So then he starts, he starts praying really hard and he starts getting really religious and like, you know, it doesn't go so well. Um, meanwhile, you have, um, you have, uh, Jason Clark and um riley q's characters they play this bonnie and clyde couple and what they do is like they 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 pick up hitchhiking young men and jason clark uh propositions the young men to sleep with his wife to sleep with his girlfriend rather on camera but what but while but while you know while the while just when the guy's you know undressing and is about to get it in with his wife he kills them he tortures them first and then he kills them and then he takes pictures pictures of them as they're as they're dying so that's their twisted game that 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 Jason Clark and his girl play, um, and then you have Robert Pattinson. Ah, uh, yes, Robert Pattinson, one of the most interesting actors um, uh, working today. He plays a crooked ass preacher named Reverend Pat Preston Teagarden. And uh, Robert Pattinson's character, he's this guy who's who comes in. He's just crooked as shit. Um, you know, he's, he's basically using the pulpit to get the draws, basically. So there's one scene where he's seducing, he's seducing, like, the sister of, um, of Tom Holland's character. And he's like, and he's like, now, 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 now listen here. Now, have you ever, have you ever let the Lord see you in all your splendor? Have you ever presented yourself as the Lord made you? And and the girl and the, and the girl's like oh I mean um do you mean in my birthday suit and then and then and then um and then Robert Pattinson's uh, crooked Reverend character goes yes you, you see I believe that in order to give yourself to the Lord you got to you got to show him all your magnificence and all your beauty and then and then you know they bang they bang in his they, and then G G T D G T D yeah G T D yeah, GTD. Yep, he 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 got the draws. Um, so he's basically. <laughs> <laughs> so he. Um, I could help. I could help it. I, could I not got the draws. Bet it, it, it just. I'm like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. GTD. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I mean, I yeah, like like Tommy and Martin, <laughs> but but um, but yeah, he basically uses the pulpit to to basically you know pick up pick up women, you know, so you know he's he he ain't right, you know, so you know you know he he's the type of he's the type of pastor that's like there's a god somewhere 
Mick. <laughs> Lara Flint. Hugh Hefner. They can take the picture, but they can't make it. Only God. The uh, Hugh Hefner on high can make it for you. Yeah, so that's him. <laughs> and it's 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 a it's it's a it's just weird, man. Like just just to see Robert Pattinson in a with doing a southern accent is just like, man, this dude is just so fascinating. He's one of my favorite actors working today, man. And you know, and you know, I hopefully he can recover from COVID-19 so we can so we can get back to finishing the Batman. Uh, but man, yo, uh, the devil all the time, I will say it is not a, it is the complete opposite of a happy film. It is grim as hell. Um, you'll probably need to take a shower after you watch it. Uh, but it's a film that's worth watching just for the, the ensemble characters, just how all the, all the different moving parts come together at the end. Um, Tom Holland, like I will say like Tom Holland, like he's a, he's a very, very good actor. Like, um, you know, the, 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 the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man films, you know, the MCU films, you know, those are fine. He can do those so he can, he can do those so he can leverage more interesting projects like this. So like Tom Holland, he's, he's got range. So hopefully we'll see more interesting projects from him. Um, um, something like, like this and others, but yeah, the devil all, all the time it's on Netflix. Check it out. If you're in the mood for a feel bad film, um, um, just, uh, you know, just, just sit down, just sit down with a, with a nice cup of scotch and you'll be fine. And a bucket right. of, and a bucket of fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, Southern it's down South. So, you know, if you figure, you know, why not? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, what I, what I've been getting into. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Anything else on your end, Carl? Um, just... No! No? Alright, alright. <laughs> but, uh... I'm gonna that overnight, so you know what that means. Yeah, means rest means about that time to wrap up. Uh, wrap up the proceedings here. So, um, once again, uh, we all thank you for listening and tuning in to the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, Carl, tell the good people where they can find us. Well, first of all, I do want to thank Chris Rebel for joining us earlier. Like, it's it's always a good time with Chris Rebel, even oh, yeah. before the camera starts. To when it does go on, it's just nothing but a good time with him. So I can't wait to reconnect with him. But yeah, you can find us on um, iTunes. Please leave us that five star review. Um, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify iTunes? I, I didn't mention, yeah, I mentioned iTunes. We everywhere. Yeah. We everywhere. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And also, you can uh, find us on social media, on Facebook. Thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And select episodes and other bonus content on YouTube as well. Yep. Yep, and you can find us uh, individually on social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, at uh, Victor Omoyo. And you can find Mr. Bird at uh, Mr. Bird. Mr. Bird, ten twenty-seven everywhere. Yep, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that that about wraps it up for this week of the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, tune in next week. We'll uh, we'll we'll chop it up once again with some more stuff stuff on the docket. And uh, yeah, and as always, uh, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.